This is Dolphin Financial Radio, a show about planning your retirement. When you are young, financial decisions are easy. You aren't worried too much about the future, and you know you have plenty of time on your side. However, as you get older, the financial decisions get more difficult. Eventually, you reach the age where you face decisions about employment, home buying, raising a family, and college planning. Your financial success is often determined by how you handle the many curveballs thrown your way and by how much you are saving for retirement. Before you know it, you are within 10 years, five years, and then one year of retiring. At this point, you'll be facing new and different financial challenges. You'll worry if you have enough money to last through retirement. You'll be concerned about healthcare and longevity. You'll want to make sure your retirement is everything you always dreamed it would be. These are the retirement challenges that we will address each week on this show. Regardless of how far you are from retirement, it's time to listen in as we begin another episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Good morning and welcome to another show of Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell of the Dolphin Financial Group. Alongside me, as usual, is Tony Shore, my trusty sidekick and my host through most of the shows this year so far. And Tony, in fact, that's the topic today. We're going to cover the top tips of 2018 so far. And the way we're going to do this is we're going to try and remember what we talked about this year already and what the key takeaway was. Actually, uh-huh. what, what I talked about and what I think the key takeaway was, <laughs> not what you, not what you talked about, because we, <laughs> we, we don't have educate kind of the listeners on useful stuff about financial Aww. and retirement, not on the best place to get a slice of pizza. We're not Although that talk is about very useful. And pizza. Yeah, well, we can. If that's your takeaway, I'll we'll give you the floor on that. But <laughs> <laughs> no, what I want to do is this might be the first time someone's listening to Dolphin Financial Radio and it's mid year in 2018 and I want to reflect on what we've talked about and give everyone the cheat sheet for the entire 2018 up to this point on what we covered and uh, the key takeaway so they can just jot these things down and have listened to basically half a year's worth of shows in in one show. Sure. So basically we're talking about the top retirement tips of 2018 so far. So far. So far. Okay. Well, this is going to be a good show, but first, Dan, I have to ask, what have you been up to? Are you keeping busy? I imagine with the family and the kids and meeting with clients and prospects, you're a busy fellow these days. Yeah, yeah, I am. But it is the summer, so my kids are out of school, so I get to spend more time with them, which is nice, which is nice. So I have been spending more time with the family, although I will say this heat is becoming unbearable and um, a lot of activities we find are indoor which uh, much much to my chagrin. I'd rather be outside with the kids. So unless I start getting up really early, uh, a lot of the stuff we do is going to have to stay inside. Imagine this, Tony. Imagine being near a pool yeah. for four hours outside and not going in it. Oh, ouch. That's, that's what's called watching my son in a swim meet. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that sounds terrible. So it's outdoors? Of course. They make have, swimming uh, pools inside buildings, too, right? <laughs> yeah, but when it comes to the swim meets, uh, they're all outdoors. St. Pete, Largo. They are? Palm Harbor. Yeah. I didn't yeah, know that. I, I, I thought they'd have a b- nice big indoor pool. Well, there is one in Clearwater, but we don't have meets there for oh. some reason or another. So. <laughs> It'd be a nice... Yeah, place right. to have God a meet, wouldn't it? <laughs> right, seriously. This time of year, anyway. <laughs> At least during the summer, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Well, that's interesting. And, and I mean, I, I know how, you know, the rain can come on suddenly and then leave. I mean, does it ever rain during the meets? I yeah, would we have it lightning. Does. Oh, that's the worst. When it, you're waiting and waiting and then there's a lightning strike somewhere nearby and we have a de- lightning delay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, though, Tony. More I get to spend time heat. with my family <laughs> in the heat. <laughs> Isn't there a place to go inside while you're waiting for your yeah, son to compete? Yeah, my car. I sit in my car with the AC on. (laughs) (laughs) You and all the other parents, you're looking down the road, they're all in their cars with their AC on. That's it, waiting, waiting for the update. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, you know, we talked about a lot of things this year so far. Yes, Uh, yes. We'll start with January. 
Um, let's see. That seems what, reasonable. Uh, That's the best suggestion of the year from you. I think the first <laughs> show we did in January was nine questions that we yes. must answer. You said you had nine questions that we, myself and the listeners, had to answer. If they want to retire. Oh, if we want to retire successfully, right? Yeah, well, this is a retirement planning show, isn't it? Well, we talk about all types of that's finances. That's true. But yeah, that's true. As far as saving for retirement, that's why people invest, I would assume, is to have money later in life. So uh, what what were some of those nine questions? Yeah, you remember how, I mean, we started the year off um, with this show, and, and it was bothering me that I see a lot of advertisements or articles you know, they're advertisements that are shown as articles, really. But um, they all talk about how much money do you need? You know, I need, you need a million dollars to retire. You know, what, what's the magic number? And I said that that's not the question you need to ask. The bigger question, and I think the key takeaway from that show was, you shouldn't be asking how much you need. You should be asking, what are you going to do? And what are you going to spend because that's what is most important. And what people don't realize is a number is just a number. I can, I have, I help people retire every week. Some, you know, a couple or even single people, you know, I help them retire and I've had helped people retire with millions and I've helped people retire with tens of dollars. So it's <laughs> not so much how much you have. Okay. It's what you're spending and what you're going to do. Sure. See, that's the important part. So the questions that people need to ask if they want to retire is more about lifestyle, what they're going to do. And that's, believe it or not, Tony, it's hard to answer for people. It's very a difficult question for a lot of people. Yeah, I would imagine it's a tough question. Um, how much we need, that's the big one. Uh, but but you said not. That's more like right. uh, what are we going to do and uh, what are we going to spend it on, right? Right. I mean, you'll get there eventually because you, you'll say, oh, do I need a million dollars? And anyone says you need a million dollars to retire. They have no idea what they're talking about. They just <laughs> simply have no. Because what do they know? Yeah, true. You know, good point. And, and you're right. You were upset because a lot of folks you hear that a lot. Like, right. here's the number. There's so-called financial planners out there telling people here's here's the exact amount you need to retire. You know, right. I've heard and, that and, on the radio right. before. And oh, or the millennial, the millennials now need 1.5 million to retire. What does that mean? Like, what? what yeah, who came I, up with that arbitrary number? It's completely arbitrary. I so think it's they more pulled that number out of their nether regions. That's it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. As I like and to call it, it's a good. It's a good term. I use it often, and I find that um, eventually people get there. So they'll go into a meeting and say, you know, do I have enough? Here's my stuff. Here's what I have. Here's what I own. What do you think? Do I have enough? So you do and look then, at that, but on a on a personal, uh, individual basis. Absolutely. But then I ask, well, I can't answer, do you have enough until I know what you're spending? Right. What are you spending? Well, that's a tough question because people don't have a budget, most people. Mm -hmm. And then what do you plan on doing? You're going to live here? You're going to move? You're going to, what are you going to do in retirement? And people don't know that answer because they've never done it before. Right. They might have all all great plans, but th those might change after sure. a month home with their spouse that they haven't, you know, spent that much time <laughs> with in 30 or 40 years. So, yeah. you know, it's, it. Th so that was the first show of the year and uh, I kicked it off. I guess I was a little bit upset that, that, you know, at the beginning <laughs> of the year with all the nonsense I see, you had a it's usually the new, you know, what do you need for 2018 to retire? How much do you need? And it's like, oh, yeah. come on. You had a bee in your bonnet. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you look very lovely in that bonnet. Thank you, too, Dan. I appreciate that. Our next I show was that. called Setting Financial Priorities. I have a list of the titles here, but my memory isn't as good as yours. And I probably should, should have done a better job taking notes. But uh, setting financial priorities. What did you talk about? Yeah, that's right. If without the list, you'd be nothing, right? You wouldn't remember these shows. It's true. I, I forget, too. I mean, but that's why we archive these. So anyone listening, you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and, and see the the list of our latest shows. Every show we've done is listed on Facebook. We have a Dolphin Financial Group Facebook page. So you can like that and you can go to the events tab and every show we do is listed as an event. So th this, this is a great uh, way to keep track of what we've done. And if you miss something or you want more, you can go back. So anyway, you're right. We did a show called Setting Financial Priorities that second um, week in January. And I think the big takeaway there, I had two biggies that go against the grains. 
of most of the financial advisors out there. I don't know, at least the ones that I hear. And that is um, when it comes to saving. A lot of people say, oh, you know, pay yourself first. Save before you um, do anything else. Yeah. And I disagreed. They they always say that. Right. And I disagree with that when it comes to credit card problems, credit Mm. card debt. You know, it's great to always save. Yes, it's important to save, save, save. But if you're saving and you're putting money aside in your savings account or even in an investment account and, you know, you're putting $10,000 away that year, that sounds great. But what if you have 12000 of credit card debt? You know, there yeah, comes a point where you got to realize, what are you doing? You might be getting, you know, maybe you have a good year in a stock market and you make 8%. But if your credit card is 15% interest, you're actually losing money there. So you can't just have these hard rules of thumb where you say you got to always save first before anything else. No, I'm a big proponent of paying off credit card debt first. In fact, I've helped people utilize their savings accounts, 401ks or whatever, to actually pay off credit card debt to reset their life, financial life. So um, you have to have priorities and you have to be willing to sometimes say maybe saving and retirement isn't the number one thing. Maybe I need to get out of, you know, if you're drowning, you're not going to be looking for that cruise ship. You're going to be looking for anything you can do to stay afloat. So you got to sometimes make some changes. The other thing from that show I remember, and I think you and I disagreed here, because you have your son in college now. Um, we when we started doing the radio, you didn't have anyone in college, right? Now, that's true. Right now, you have your um, oldest is in college. Um, I believe, and this is just a personal thing. It's different for everybody, but I personally believe that it's more important to save for retirement than save for college. Um, I see way too many people sacrificing their retirement to pay for their children's college. And I don't like that. So this is a little counterintuitive. And half the time it's a degree they can't use and it's overpriced. Yeah, I think we, I don't don't know if we did a whole show on college. I don't think we did. Last year we did, I remember. Yeah, we've talked about it before, but it it creeped into this one. Definitely, Mm -hmm. obviously, when you talk about financial priorities, credit card debt, college tuition, saving Mm -hmm. for retirement and healthcare, those are the biggies, right? Yeah, I would rather, you know, everyone's like, oh, I don't want to saddle my children with debt. Well, you know what? I think, you know, let's 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 fast forward. Now your child is 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 out of college, is trying to pay off their debt, and you're in a retirement position. It's easier for you to to then help them at that point um, with their debt than to think of the reverse. They graduate from college, they don't have the debt because you help pay for college, but they're going to have other problems. They're not going to have. They're not going to be flush with cash. Then say, hey, hey, mom and dad, you know, thanks for helping me with college. Here's that money you gave me back. Now you can retire. That's not how it works. It takes quite a few years, especially for like a doctor. It takes a good decade or two before they get out of debt and and start making the big big bucks. So um, you don't want to be floundering in your retirement. I'd rather my children flounder out of college than me Mm -hmm. flounder in retirement. It's just a personal thing. Yeah. Oh, I've had flounder. Um, (laughs) So the next show, the next show, that's a little fishy. Uh, the next show By the we way, did. Growing up on Long Island, we, we called it fluke. Um, yeah. And that's not a fluke. Yeah. That's, yeah that's we no called fluke. that fluke flounder. You called your fluke flounder or your flounder fluke? We called that flounder fluke. I love it. <laughs> the next one plays right into what you're just talking about, saving too much for retirement. And I thought you were crazy. It's like, how could you possibly be saving too much for retirement? Yeah, that was an interesting one, huh? That was counterintuitive as well. Believe it or not, people do save too much for retirement. Um, and I, what I mean by that is uh, I'm a big proponent when I'm dealing with retirement planning, which is what I do. This is my specialty, right? But my investment philosophy and my retirement income planning philosophy is such that I like to have early spending, front-loaded spending, meaning when you retire, I want you to spend more of your money early than later because that's when you can enjoy it when you're young and healthy relatively speaking and you uh, are able to get the most out of those things that you want to do so in, in many cases people say we want to travel well why wait until you're in your 80s to do the traveling because you may have a change of opinion you may not want to travel you may not be physically able to but if you're 60 and you retire now's when you want to do it while you're while it's fresh and you're young and you're like this is it um so i'm a big proponent of 
of um, spending some of that. Now, some people can't get over that hump of, I want to save for the future. And they wind up saving too much, and they miss out on the opportunity to actually spend it. And they wind up, you know, in their 90s with all this boatload of money they don't know what to do with because they didn't spend it when they were young. I forget the, who, who the quote is. It's probably Yogi Bear or something like that. Life is what happens when you're making other plans. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, so there are a lot of people out there that are saving, 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 and they're just missing out on life. They're missing out on the current. I'm not saying to be. I'm not saying to be frivolous and you know live in the moment and not think of, at all about retirement planning, but there gets to a point where you can actually save too much, and I've seen it happen. Wow. Well, that's an interesting take, an interesting slant, and I like how you bring unique perspectives to each of these shows, Dan. I think that's what sets you and the show apart, uh, and that's that's really interesting. And uh, another great quote is. Uh, uh, man plans, God laughs. Yes, one, I love it. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> I always chuckle when I hear that. So uh, then we talked about how technology is affecting investing. Of course, uh, technology is affecting everything, uh, but mm -hmm. it, it really is affecting your business and financial planners in general, isn't it? That's right. And that was the last show in January. We, we, we were talking about how technology impact uh, investing in, in, in particular. And I remember when I first got started in the business, uh, my first job was actually as a stockbroker uh, assistant. So I was making cold calls. And the way that the stockbrokers were compensated then was um, through transactions. And it used to cost like 60 or 80. I remember being ridiculously priced to make a trade. You know, you, you would pay 80 bucks in transaction fees to make a trade. And that's come way down. Technology has improved that. Now, anybody, my kids even, can log in and, and, and buy and sell a stock with the click of a button instantaneously for four bucks, you know, five bucks. Yep. So that has improved dramatically the bottom line of investors. So the technology has made it a lot easier for people to access data and make the transactions themselves. So what's happened is technology has lowered the costs to become an investor. And so now what people should be focusing on is if you're going to pay fees for investing, <clears throat> the fees <clears throat> should not go for the transaction. The fee should go for the advice. You should be paying for the advice on what to do, not just to do it. So that's been a great advantage. But even the advice um, is being affected by technology as well. With the advent of robo-advisors, have you heard of these? That We talked about that oh, during the yeah, show. Oh, yeah, robo-advisors. Yeah, it's <clears throat> all over the, you know, the Internet. There's no personal face-to-face -face interaction, and you're talking to basically a computer. That's right. Um, that's technology impacting investing, and we talked about how that has really ha played a role in it. And I use robo-advisors as part of my service. So if someone wants to really reduce costs, get me to give advice, but also keep things to a minimum and cost-wise, we sometimes use robo-advisors. So I do have a lot of clients that use a robo-advisor and I'm on top of it, overseeing it. So it's you get the most of both worlds. So that makes me a cyborg advisor. I think that was the term we came up with during that show. <laughs> Well, that's just your love of the Terminator movies coming out. You you like to I was thinking I was thinking more of the uh, the guy from uh the, the was it Star Trek that had, you know, his oh, half yeah, human half data. android or whatever. Data. Yeah. Data. 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 Yeah, data. Yeah. You say data, I say data. I've heard it both ways. So, uh how technology affects investing and that's January. Now, in February our first show was called Expect the unexpected, which could basically be the name of the show, right? That's right. And I, <laughs> that was the name of the show because you weren't there. And I had oh, a guest, right. the guest was supposed to be there and she had to cancel to care for her mother. So I was running solo for the first time in a long time. Oh, wow. And um, it was probably the best show ever because, no, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I just talked really? about how hmm. things, how to expect the things that, you don't really plan for. And I brought in Mike Tyson and talked about, you know, everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So I, I talked about the, um, the, the, the different punches and the things that will, you know, trick you or catch you off guard. And I think the big takeaway from that is health, you know, health care issues, you know, health event. Yep. 
that you don't plan for, a family turmoil or a family person coming to you in a time of need, whether that's an aging parent, even a kid. So these are the types of things that you have to expect, even though you might say, oh, my kids are the greatest. They'll never need me. And then, you know, two months later, one's asking for bail money. You got to expect these things. Well, maybe not your family. You got a you got a couple of Boy Scouts in your family, right? Yeah. Boy Scout, right? So Eagle Scout, I should Eagle say. Scout, Sorry. Yeah. Key takeaway from there, expect the unexpected and don't panic. Yeah, don't panic. Uh, copyright Douglas Adams, Hitchhiker's yeah. Guide to the Galaxy. But yes, don't panic. Uh, that's good advice. Uh, our next show is called You're Out of Whack. I, mm. <laughs> I don't even want to know what that one was about i just i read the title i don't know what it means what what in the world why did you name the show that what did you talk about dan we talked about that game show with um no whammies right what was that called whammies press your luck remember that no whammies no whammies stop (laughs) no whammies press your luck um no we talked about how one of the biggest things that i find when people come to talk to me is that they're risk tolerance is not in line with what they're actually invested in. So they'll come to me and say, I am very conservative. I do not want to lose. And if I do, it's going to be a little bit. And then I look at their portfolio and they're hundred percent at risk, right? It, it just happens all the time. And I think the big takeaway was that people aren't aligned because they truly don't understand the bottom, the, the biggest um, mistake, which is that bonds are 100% safe. That's what they think. People think oh, yeah. bonds are 100% safe. So what the general rule is that's going around out there between financial prof- professionals is this 60-40 bond, stock to bond split. You know, If you're 70, it should be 70-30 stocks, 30% bonds. And But if you take a bigger picture approach and look at it and say, that's 100% at risk because stocks go up and bonds go up. And I think people well, don't realize the it. The key is they go down. That's going up. Sorry, is right. one they thing. both go up and down. Yeah, they, they both go up. They go and down. down. They both have the ability to go down and way down, uh, like in 2008. So, I I think that is the biggest thing that I've seen and heard out there since I started working with you, Dan. Is is one of the biggest things I've learned is is so many people like you know from my parents to almost everyone you talk to is like, oh no, I'm very conservative, very low risk portfolio. Oh really? Where's your money? Only in the in the in the best most reliable blue chip stocks. It's all. Yeah, and right, I go, right. but hundred percent of your savings is in stock. Oh yes. And how old are you? Uh, almost seventy. Okay, so there's a problem there, right? I mean, and, and right, and so they're out of whack. Yeah, they completely. And most people are, and they don't realize it. And we did a whole show on it. So if you're if you're listening to this, and you say to yourself, "Oh yeah, I have a balanced portfolio. At least that's what I've been told. Yeah. And I know I have bonds and I have stocks." You gotta you gotta look at this. Yeah, from a your different broker, have someone your look broker at it. <laughs> who invested a hundred percent of your money in the stock market told you you have a balanced portfolio, but your portfolio is all in the stock market, and people think, well, that's where you put your money, so it'll grow. But yeah, uh, at some yeah. point, you're gonna have to start taking money out of that to live on. Uh, for most that's people, right. and you don't want all the all the money you have saved to live on in retirement. Uh, you know where you could lose forty to fifty percent of it uh, overnight. If we have another 2008, which, you know, it happens every three to 10 years at this point, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just it. People. And the the worst part about it is when they get their statements, it says balanced or moderate. Like then, then it just validates it. That's what it's called. It's called a balanced portfolio. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? You know, balanced in what regard? Maybe that particular portfolio is balanced, but as a big picture, overall net worth, overall financial plan you're out of whack. And so I, I think people, that's a good one for people to listen to, especially yeah. if they, if they work with a financial advisor, that's a good one. They get a different opinion on it, I think. Well, and then we kind of carried on with that theme into the next show because it was called who cares about the stock market. That's right. And that was the end of February. And that's when we had the big, um, we, the, the January, February of 2018, we had the stock market had a big correction and it dropped 10%. And people were up in arms. What's going on? The market just dropped 10%. And this was when you started to see people sweat. And 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 if you were the person, if you remember, if you're listening and you remember that January, February drop and you didn't like it. I mean, no one likes the stock market to go down unless you're betting against it. Mm-hmm. But most people do not like, especially as you near retirement, they don't want it to, to be going down. And so if you were in the shoes this early this year where you were sick to your stomach, 
or you just didn't feel good about the stock market going down and you didn't like that your portfolio was, you know, going down and you didn't and you just lost some sleep over it or just got a queasy feeling. You need to listen to that show because that is the whole point of the show was to talk about how who should care about the stock market. If you're getting close to retirement or you're in retirement already and the stock market corrects 10 percent and you're losing sleep or you're upset by that, something's not right. Yeah, because it can happen. It does happen. And if it's affecting you that much, then you're obviously unbalanced or you're out of whack. Yeah. And and uh, it was related to the one we did prior too. So um, it's important that people understand what risk is, what risk isn't, and also what level of risk they need to be taking when they retire. Yeah. And that's really, it's a different level of risk than when you were working. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, definitely. So, uh, and then uh, our last show in February... Uh, was called Paying for Long-Term Care. Yeah, like, what a show. How do you do that? Because uh, long-term yeah. care is like, uh, yeah, my mother-in-law's in in assisted living, and the her friend there, Alan, who just turned 91, I believe, uh, last year it cost him $100,000 to live in the assisted living. That's crazy. I mean, when you figure all everything he needed in, because he had to some have somebody come every morning and, put on compression socks and come at night and take off his compression socks. And he has to have somebody come check on him every day. And all that added up with food and everything else he spends there at the assisted living center, his bill to them when one year was a hundred thousand dollars. That's right. And the key takeaway there is that Medicare doesn't cover that. Nope. So get that out of your head. Yeah. Medicare does not cover long-term care. No. Uh, Social Security is not going to cut a hundred thousand dollar check every year. You know? <laughs> no, <laughs> you you'll be lucky to get a quarter of it from yeah, Social Security if you're lucky. So, so that show. I mean, I did a video called "The Four Ways to Pay for Long Term Care," so people can watch that on YouTube. Just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or just search for that on YouTube. But uh, I upgraded for that particular show to five ways, and I included the actual using your home more uh, home mortgage to actually pay for long term care, reverse mortgage, or home equity conversion mortgage. I think that's a, a good option for some people too. But really, there's 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 a limited amount of money out there to pay for long-term care, and you really need to think it through, um, and you don't want to just waste it all. So that's worth watching if you're thinking about long-term care, which everyone should be. Yeah. The people that think about it the most are the ones that have gone through it with an aging parent. Yeah. They're the ones that, you know. But if you're, if you're ever thinking about long-term care, Watch that uh, video or go go re-listen re to that show because that was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one, and that's a that is an important topic, and you really need to understand what's happening with it, uh, what some of the strategies are, and you you had five ways to pay in that show. I suggest people go back and find it. Let's do it now, Dan. We have to take a quick break here before we jump into our review of our top tips from the month of March this year. Uh, is there anything you want to add before the break? Yeah, you're listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. We're, we're covering the top tips that we came up with through our radio shows for 2018 so far. And all of this information is online as well. You can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and see some archived radio shows. Just click on the radio button. You can actually listen to them and rehear what we said. You can uh, go to our video tab and watch some of these uh, shows on video, believe it or not, which is great. I have a lot of other very useful videos on there. So I urge you, if you, if you hear something you like, give us a call. I'll give you the number or go to our website. It's dolphinfinancialgroup.com. The number to call if you want to talk about any of these topics in detail is 888- 508-5935. That's 888-508-5935. And when we get back and we talk about March, it's going to be an interesting month of tips because Tony was MIA. Tony was MIA for most of March, and we covered a lot of useful stuff. So it's going to be the most valuable topics coming up after the break. But again, that number, 888-508-5935. Hi, this is Peter, and you are listening to my dad talk about financial stuff. Radio is cool, but if you're like me, you would rather watch videos. Did you know my dad has a YouTube channel? Go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or search for Dolphin Financial Group on YouTube to watch some cool videos. This is Peter signing out with a dolphin noise.
This is Violet, and you're listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host, the man with the plan, is Dan. Wendell, that is. And Dan, great show. We're talking about the top tips, financial and retirement tips of 2018 so far. So it's good that we talk about uh, a lot of these uh, baby boomers are ending up uh, part of the sandwich generation where they have aging parents who need taken care of. They're aging themselves, trying to save for their retirement. And then their kids are coming back. So uh, mm-hmm. the caring for loved one, uh, elderly is important, isn't it? That's right. And even a spouse, you know, taking care of a spouse. And that's when I had Linda Burr hands on, you were away. I'm going to, you were away for the next three shows. So, um, it's been a time, it's been a while. So you may want to come up with your excuse, start thinking about it. <laughs> it was my birthday, ask you beginning shortly. in March uh, birthday. Oh, three week birthday. Yeah. Okay. Long celebration. <laughs> Well, it was fun to have some guest speakers on with me. Uh, Linda, um, she is, she does her own show on this same station, so you can listen to her on Saturdays at noon. But she came on and we talked about the actual cost of taking care of someone. But it's more than just the cost for long-term care because we talked a whole show about that. But the key takeaways here was the financial, the physical, and the emotional burden for the actual caregiver. So we talked about some of the things that caregivers have to deal with. Now, we're not talking about the professional caregiver that you're paying. We're talking about, you know, taking care of your spouse or your parent or your child, all the things that go into that. And that's a really interesting perspective because people, I think most people, when they think of long-term care, they think of paying for that to happen. They don't think about the people involved, their family that's involved in helping them or they say, oh, I'm going to take care of my husband if he has a stroke, or I'm going to take care of my spouse or my um, my parent. You got to think twice about that because, you know, there's some things that go into it and it could be an emotional burden that you can't handle. You might not be able to physically help your spouse move about. There's so many factors in there that people just don't think about. And that was a really interesting show because Linda gave her firsthand perspective of taking care of her mother and she does uh, provide a really interesting uh, viewpoint from it. Wow. Well, that sounds great and sounds like a great guest host there. Now, the second show you did in March also had a guest host. It was called Housing and Retirement Part 3. That's right. That was Elena Katsulos. She's from Finance of America Reverse. She's a home equity conversion mortgage specialist or reverse mortgage as we a lot of people know it. And um, she, that was the third show she did. It was a final part of it. We talked about in particular, um, how to use the home equity instead of tapping into your portfolio when it's down. We talked about sequence risk and we talked about how the biggest asset for most people in this country is their home and how it's often used as as a last resort, but it doesn't necessarily have to be. And we talked about how maybe uh, the, the tide is shifting where people can start using it on an as needed basis to pick up the slack when their portfolio or investments aren't doing so well. I think it's a really interesting topic and it was a great, uh, you know, in, she offered some great insight into it. Uh, but I'm not a mortgage specialist. I don't know, you know, I, but I know the numbers and I think it makes a lot of sense for people and it's worth listening to. If you're ever thinking about how am I going to use my home or is my home my biggest asset? Listen to that show because it might be open your eyes to a new avenue to help stay in the home and, and pay for that long-term care or whatever, or just living in retirement. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, that's obviously a big housing and retirement is a big concern. Like Part of that assisted living cost is the high cost of uh, the housing. The, the the actual rent to pay to live there is, is expensive. Now, uh, the next show was called Preparing for Final Expenses. And you know what? That one had a guest host as well. That's right. You are still gone on your quote unquote birthday celebration. Um, and so I had a guest speaker from Curlew Hills Memory Gardens right here on Curlew Road. And um, it was Keenan Nopke from, he's the director of Curlew Hills Memory Gardens. And he came on to talk about, you know, burials, final expenses, cremation, that kind of thing. And because it's a financial show, I I hit him up for some, you know, what are the costs and and what are the pricing and and what are the key things that you want to make sure you're thinking about when it comes to, to, you know, burial. And I, and 
it's a topic that no one wants to talk about, right? But Keenan was great. He's really amicable guy and was friendly to talk to. That was also on video if you want to watch that one. Um, it's on YouTube. You can watch. And in fact, the last three that we talked about, we're all they're all on up on YouTube. Oh, wow. You can watch. That's great. Um, but I think the key takeaway, which I I learned a lot from that show, but I think the key takeaway, which was totally counter to what I usually say, Keenan suggested that you, when it comes to planning your final wishes, you don't involve the children early. Um, I always say, you know, when you're planning a retirement, you want to get your kids involved. You want to make sure that they're involved so there's no surprises and so forth. I thought he would say the same about uh, final expenses, but he said it's better if you don't get your kids involved too early because they might sway you one way or another. Your best person to make to determine your wishes is yourself. And I thought that was rather interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. So I think we've covered March there. Uh, well, there's a couple more oh, March. March oh, was that's a long right. month. We, that's right. We snuck in a couple more. So uh, you finally came back from hiding. Yeah, yeah. Uh, conventional wisdom stinks. Was the name of the next show? That's right. Right. That's and the, I caused it that because you had recently gone to the uh, radio convention, right? Yes. When you, when yep. you were, or was it the Star Wars? No, convention it wasn't, Comic Con. Wasn't Comic Con. No, I no. actually wish I. I'd love to go to Comic Con. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Next time, we should time. do a so, live show from Comic Con. That would be great. We'll we'll see what kind of retirement plans they have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to sell my uh, comic books for uh, retirement. Um, are comic books a good investment? I don't know. Uh, I have some. Anyway, conventional wisdom stinks. That's right. That was a good title. Um, we talked about some of the common misconceptions people have about retirement. I think the key takeaways, uh, which we mentioned already today, was that bonds are safe. People think, oh, bonds are safe. They can't lose. Uh, eh, wrong. That's not true. Bonds can go down. Um, the other conventional wisdom, take Social Security early because it may not be around. You might as well get that money because, you you know. In fact, I think it's 85% of people in this country take Social Security prior to their full retirement age. Yeah. Something ridiculous like that. That's, that's conventional crazy. wisdom to yeah. take it early. And that's usually wrong. <laughs> and uh, the other one was, as you get older, you're supposed to take less risk. And I said, no, that's not true. But we did a whole show on that. So I'll, we'll wait. We'll wait to talk about that. But I think uh, we talked. Uh, that's an interesting one because we talked about yeah. several different conventional wisdoms. But I think the biggie was taking Social Security early. Now, let's take a quick break before we jump into April. Is there anything you want to add, Dan, before we take this break? Yeah, just so you know, I am a fiduciary. So if you uh, you can look me up on the investment advisor search, I'm an investment advisor. So I have to act in your best interest and not everyone does. And that's unfortunate. It sounds crazy, but it's true. So check it out. It's worth the time. We've been going, you're listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. We've been going over some top tips from 2018 so far based on our radio shows. If you want to listen to any of the shows that we've talked about in the past or done in the past, you can go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com, click on the radio button, and there'll be some archive shows there. If there's a topic that you want to talk more about, or you want more information on, or if there's an article we reference or any sort of study that we reference, give me a call. I'll get it to you. I'll email you the, the, the source document so you can read it for yourself. Um, the number to call me is 888-508-5935. That's 888-508-5935. I'd be happy to talk with you about it, sit down with you. You can come to my office here in Clearwater. I can come to your home if that's preferable, within reason, right? If you live in Hawaii and you're listening to it, God bless you, but I, I'm not making a trip out there. But if you live in Pinellas County, even Hillsborough, Pasco, I'll go. So give me a call. Again, um, the number 888 5935. All right. Well, thanks, Dan. And listeners, stay tuned because we've got a lot of great financial tips, uh, the best of 2018 so far from our host, Dan Wendell, here on Dolphin Financial Radio. My name is Trevor, and we'll be right back with more Dolphin Financial Radio. Do you ever wish you had an owner's manual to help you address and plan for retirement? Well, now you do. A Retirement Reality Check by Dan Wendell from Dolphin Financial Group. If you are like most of our clients, having access to a retirement roadmap could help ease financial concerns and better prepare you for retirement. That is exactly why Dan Wendell decided to author his very own book. A Retirement Reality Check will help give you the foundation you need for a successful retirement. 
Simply call 888-508-5935 or visit dolphinfinancialgroup.com to receive your copy today. And welcome back to Dolphin Financial Radio. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host is Dan Wendell. And Dan, great show so far, talking about the top tips of 2018 as far as retirement income planning and and a lot of other financial tips. Uh, the first one in April, we, we already did January, February, March. Now for April, uh, the first show was Afraid to Sell. What was that about? People in the stock market are afraid to sell. Do you know why? What Do you remember why the biggest reason people are afraid to sell? Because they don't want to miss out on some big gain. If They're afraid if they sell tomorrow, the market's going to go up. That's right. FOMO, fear of missing out. Ah, FOMO. I like it. Greed, for lack of a better word, is good. At least that was from that movie Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. um, Gordon it's Gecko. Not. Right. People need to get the emotions out of their decisions and start selling when appropriate. And just people just know. So if you if you have money in the stock market and you're thinking, is it now the time to sell? Listen to that show. It might be enlightening. Yeah. Okay. Well, the next show is saving for retirement or saving your retirement. That's right. Saving your um, retirement. What does that that's mean? That's right. We were talking about how pensions are, are went the way of the pension. That was your line. Oh, I like that oh yeah, one. Pensions have gone the way of the pension. And uh, the government's on shaky ground. And we talked about how people you know, what do you do? Um, what do you do if you're getting close to retirement and you don't have enough? How do you, um, how, how is this country going to solve the retirement crisis was the real discussion there. And the bottom line takeaway from that was you have to be self-reliant. You cannot just rely on social security. It's not enough. You have to go about creating your own income stream, your own pension for lack of a better word. That's what you need to do. And you know, a lot of people have their 401k and they're expected to make that last their lifetime. They're the ones that have to do it. No one's gonna show you how. You have to actually go meet with a financial professional focused on retirement planning and get your retirement in on track. That was yeah. the key. Yep, and then next uh, in April was probably one of my favorite shows. I mean, it was, it was a tough one, but American Horror Story Health Insurance. Mm. <laughs> and I know what you talk. Yeah. I know what we talked about on that show. I definitely remember you talked about your son's broken arm, and, yes. and the crazy costs. And we talked about the crazy skyrocketing healthcare prices and the skyrocketing cost of health insurance. Yeah, people don't realize Dolphin Financial Group has made up of two divisions: Dolphin Wealth Management and also Dolphin Insurance. And so we do a lot of help helping a lot of people with insurance, especially in retirement, going on Medicare. But that was a whole rant on my son's broken arm and how it cost me 10000 oh, it was like $12,000 out of pocket. In addition to having insurance, it was something along the lines of all told, close to $30,000 out of my pocket for the year. For a broken arm. And, and, and that's, and still, that's not, that was like three months in, right? Was that, or four months in? So yeah. as an update, my son's arm is fully healed, but uh, geez, if his twin brother gets hurt, I'm going to make pretend it's him <laughs> to yeah. meet the deductible. Yeah, really? Um, it, so if you have any health insurance problems or you want to know more about my take on it, that's a good show to listen to. Sure. I did go on a little rant there yeah. with that show, though. Yeah. And then the next show was interesting. Here's to your longevity. Yeah. People you know, are we living talked, longer, right? That's right. We talked about people living longer and running out of money. And the, the interesting stat there was that people fear running out of money more than dying. Which is kind of that's silly crazy. because, um, yeah, that's ridiculous. And there's a simple solution. You can create your own income stream that you can't run out. Make sure it's inflation adjusted. That was the key takeaway there, the tip. If you're going to build a guaranteed income stream for life because you think you're going to live a long life, make sure it's inflation adjusted because 10000 today is not worth 10000 20 years from now. So that was an important it thing It may to not consider. even be worth 10000 tomorrow. That's that's the problem. <laughs> that's right. Uh, it can it can be minute, but it, it can be it can go quick too. Uh, wow. So yeah, and we talked about my grandfather who's ninety seven. So he's lived that's a right. long life. A lot of my relatives have lived to one hundred. So uh, that's good. Of course, they didn't have the pizza intake that I do either. We have to look at that as well, don't? Yeah, we? but you put some fresh veggies on there sometimes, right? <laughs> Once in a while, there you if go. you're lucky. Um, <laughs> and then we're we're on to May. Our first show in May uh, was Financial Jeopardy, a little trivia show. Yeah, that was a trivia show. That was a fun one. If you want some financial trivia, I grilled Tony, put him through the ringer. He 
did terribly. I mean, no, he did it right. He did it right. Um, I missed some easy trivia... ones, so I thought uh, Burt Reynolds had declared bankruptcy at one point in time, but I guess that is not true. Sorry, Burt. That's Bert. right. Sorry, Burt. <laughs> yeah, that was fun. We did ask some pretty fun trivia questions. Um, and um, if you if you want to have a if you if you just want to relax and listen to some interesting financial topics but not get too serious that's a show worth worth listening to yeah speaking of shows worth listening to controversial investments controversial investments was uh the next show in may uh Mm -hmm. subtitled up in smoke uh, that's right because two very controversial investments that you've had a lot of folks asking you about as a financial advisor lately much to your surprise so you wanted to discuss them on the show, and that's investing in marijuana, which in those legalized states, that's becoming big business. People are trying to invest in it. And then, of course, mm-hmm. cryptocurrency like Bitcoin, right? That's right. Bitcoin is the biggie. That's So I still get a lot of questions about marijuana and cryptocurrencies. Should I invest in it? And uh, so I have to have an answer for it, and I do my research. The key for that is, um, yes, you can, and it's okay to take some of these crazy risks because some, some, you know, it is a risky asset. It's a risky asset to own investing in cryptocurrency or, um, buying marijuana stocks can't, they can lose big time, but they can also go up big time. So the, 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 the big lesson from that show was it's okay, but in small doses, don't, don't go crazy and put all your eggs in that basket. But if you take a small amount and put it in, you can really hit a home run. Sure. And the next one, uh, was called the silent killer, and I assume that wasn't about uh, somebody having a, a problem with bad gas. <laughs> I'll tell you what, that's not. <laughs> but if you if you go on Facebook and you and you look at these events for that for that event, I did like a guy like I think he was like creeped out and like walking through like a haunted house or something. Uh-huh. He had a scary face. Um, in fact, the silent killer. Do you remember what it was, Tony? Inflation. Do you Inflation. That's right. It, it's a silent killer because people aren't factoring it in. You don't think about it. But the longer you live, the more it impacts you. Yeah. And so what people fail to realize is that money deteriorates. Money sitting in the bank or under your pillow is actually losing value through inflation over time. And we're going to see inflation start creeping up again, I feel. And so people need to realize that and they do need to take some long term risks in order to combat inflation. And the key takeaway there is in order to combat inflation, make sure you do have some money that is generating a decent return long term. So sure. you can you can hold on to a stock market portfolio for 10 years, 20 years. That's a good inflation protection. Right. And then the next show, the last show in May, why investors are wrong. <laughs> I don't understand. Why are we, we wrong? Why are we wrong? There's two main reasons why people invest and, and get it wrong. You know, people tend to, to buy high and sell low, which is the exact opposite of what they should do, right? There's two main reasons. And this was a reference to the Dalbar study, D-A-L-B-A-R. Um, I can get anyone that if they want. Just um, go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com. But that particular show, we talked about the two, two – there's a bunch of reasons why people get it wrong. But the two main reasons are they don't stick to their plan long enough. So they'll create a 10-year investment plan, and then after four years, typically four years, they sell. They get out. So that that doesn't help. And the other main reason is they try and time the market. Everyone wants to be a hero and time the bottom and try and buy at the bottom, and they usually wind up doing the complete opposite. Um, the other issues are emotional. Emotional decisions get into it. But if you're going to invest, don't try and time the market and stick to your plan. Don't, you know, because that's what, totally destroys people. And I think the stats from that show, we talked about how investors are like 4% less than just the stock market in general. (laughs) You know, they get over over the last 10 years. So it's significant. They get it wrong and it's pretty darn significant. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like everybody ends up, uh, you know, buying high and selling low. Uh, Just let their emotions get caught up in it too. So Uh, Then uh, one more show to talk about real quick, and that's uh, our first show in this month was Retirees Need More Risk? Mm -hmm. Question mark? Right. (laughs) Counter to what we we talked about this briefly at the beginning of the Today Show, but counter to common belief of you got to reduce your risk as you get older. I argue the opposite. Um, 
proportionally, as you get older, more of your assets should be at risk if you're doing it right. And what I mean by that is um, if you're going to create income, which is the most important thing, you're going to want to create that without too much risk. But once you've got your income covered, you're going to want to take some assets and put them at risk for long term to, to help you combat longevity, to help you combat inflation. And what you find is as you're spending those assets that are safe uh, to live, more of your assets are going to be at risk proportionally just because you're spending more of your assets that are safe. So it's it's counterintuitive. It makes sense when you see it, but when you hear it, it kind of says, oh, that's weird. You're supposed to take more risk as you get older. It's called an increasing glide path for equities. Um, it's, it's, a, it's something that I'm very familiar with. It's something that uh, doesn't seem natural, but it totally makes sense for retirees, and I'd love to show you about it. If you want more information about adding more risk as you get older, which is a lot, a lot counterintuitive. It's not what it seems, but I'll tell you what, it's worth listening to. Give me a call. I'll talk you through it. 888-508-5935. So that was the top shows that we did, all the shows we did, the top takeaways from any show. Tony, the other takeaway I think that I didn't mention is, um, I enjoy this show and I enjoy having you as a host. And even though I did have some special guests through those, I think I enjoy your company more than, um, you know, anyone else. How's that? Sam? Awesome. Is that fair well, enough? that's nice, Dan. That's nice of you to say, but I know you have had some great special guests as well, but the show is a great one. Dan loved doing it each week. This was a fun one going back over some of the top tips of the year so far, but that does it. We're out of time. Why don't you let our listeners know that phone number one more time before we go? Yeah, we're we're we talked we talked about the the Dolphin Financial Radio shows for the last uh, six months. We we're planning to finish 2018 off strong, and we urge you to continue to listen to our show. But you can also go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and listen on a podcast and subscribe, so you get it emailed uh, automatically to you as it happens. Um, you can also just give us a call if you want to talk about any of the topics, any of these tips. You can come to our office. We can come to your home. We can talk over the phone. Whatever is most convenient for you, the easiest way to set that up is to give us a call. The number to call is 888-508-5935. We do not charge for these consultations. They're absolutely complimentary. Eventually, we might charge if we're going to work as a team and have us manage your assets. But at this point, just to talk and get some info, insight and start the process, no charge. The number again is 888-508-5935. All right, and that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. Thank you for listening to Dolphin Financial Radio. Don't try to retire without a solid income plan. For more information, please contact Dan Wendell at Dolphin Financial Group. Call 888-508-5935 or visit the website at dolphinfinancialgroup.com. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.